are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope you are uh, comfy and cozy in your home uh, with all this uh, cloudy weather and whatnot. You should be in your pajamas. That's my recommendation. If not, go run and get in your pajamas very quickly. Um, so uh, I, I just have something short for, for you guys today. This is really just um, uh, really more of a prophetic word, particularly for our Bethel Atlanta family, but uh, even if you're our Bethel Atlanta family uh, far, far and away somewhere else, then you're, this, this is also for you. Um, so I had, this, I had this vision just a couple, of, a couple of days ago, and I wanted to share it. Uh, so I'm going to share the first part of it. I want to draw just a little bit of context for it, and then I just want to make a declaration over you guys. So... I, uh, I woke up the other day, sat up in my bed, and the moment that I sat up, and I, I, when I hear God's voice, I rarely hear him this way. It was, it was almost this, um, it, it felt like someone had just like come right behind me and whispered right into my ear. And I, um, so I just had this, this uh, feeling like someone had come up behind me and I heard this whisper right behind me, and I just heard this word, destiny. And destiny is this word that I've had uh, a mixed relationship with. You know, I think, I believe that God has a purpose, has a plan, has a, has a destiny for every single one of us. But I also think that sometimes this, this idea of destiny can, can feel actually like uh, restrictive for people where it's, you know, like a, uh, oh, I have to get this exactly right or I have to get this perfect. Or if I, if I make one mistake, then I've messed up my destiny or I, I haven't been able to find my destiny. It, it can be this uh, almost burdensome kind of thing. And I don't think it's meant to be. And so uh, it's, it's something, again, that I have a kind of mixed feeling with. But uh, this vision I felt, at least for me, created a different context for it. So right after I heard that whisper, destiny, immediately this, this vision just played before me. It was a simple but really beautiful picture. Um, I saw this field, and it was this vast, vast field. It went you know, as far as I could see, rolled up over a hill and down, and it was full of wheat. And I... Um, I immediately just remembered that scripture, you know, lift up your eyes and see that the, the harvest is white for, uh, the, the fields are white for harvest, that, that the fields are ready. And I saw these fields that were, they were ready, they were blooming, they were, they were ready to be harvested. And now instead of being white, which is normally what happens with wheat, they kind of burst open right there at the end and all this, uh, the field gets uh, very white. This, in this particular vision, the field was every single stalk, every single piece of wheat was a different color, a beautiful amalgamation, even beyond rainbow colors, just every different color, this beautiful cascade of all these different colors over these rolling hills. And, the, um, uh, and it was just every single kind. And I saw Jesus dressed up in this kind of farmer outfit and he had a scythe in his hands and he walked down and he just started harvesting this wheat. And every time he harvested, every single piece of wheat turned into a person, another person who was wearing a similar outfit with a scythe. And they started going out from there and harvesting. And it was this kind of cascading uh, exponential effect that every piece that was harvested turned into a person who started harvesting, who started harvesting, and so on and so on and so on. Now, I, w- I want to share what I felt like the Lord told me about that vision in just a moment. But first, I want to draw a little bit of picture. Um, so I want to go to this scripture where, where Jesus said this, this phrase, you know, lift up your head and see that the fields are white for harvest. This is, this is in um, John chapter four. And if you, if you have your Bible uh, or you have it on a phone or you have it on the very phone that you're looking at, I don't know if you can dual look at things at the same time, but um, 
Go to John 4, verse 27. So this is, this is a great part of scripture, one of my favorite parts of scripture, which I say about 35 different parts of scripture. Uh, so this is right after Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at the well. Famous, you know, story that's referenced quite frequently, an amazing story. You know, it's a, uh, I love every little nuance of this story. I don't have time to get into the, the full, full scope of it. But the, um, you know, Jesus meets this Samaritan woman. It was a big social stretch for him to not only speak to a woman who was by herself, but also to a Samaritan woman. But Jesus goes to her. He gives this amazing word of knowledge and prophetic word. She realizes, hey, you, you seem like you're the Messiah. And you know, she gets excited and uh, goes back. And that's right where we're gonna jump into the story. So Jesus has just had this amazing encounter. He's doing this kind of wordplay thing where he's talking about living water and all that, you know. And, you know, it's kind of enticing her with the mystery of, of him, of the revelation that he's releasing to her. And so this is uh, chapter four, verse 27. So just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, uh, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? I love when the disciples don't quite get that Jesus is like making a larger point. They're like, oh, did he, did he sneak a snack or something like that? I also like that the disciples were like concerned, like Jesus, eat something. You look, you look famished, you know, let's make sure you're taken care of. I, I don't know, I appreciate these little things. Um, and so, you know, could someone have brought him some food? And of course, he's doing a fun wordplay thing. He says, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Uh, don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. I want to unpack this for a moment, because when I saw this vision, it made, immediately made me think of this story. And, it, and especially in the context of that word destiny, I don't know, it just kind of clicks some things together. Again, I think destiny, we can get it this idea of like, that means God has a perfect role, a perfect path through life, a perfect person for me to marry, a perfect this, that, and the, every little teeny tiny thing perfectly laid out. And hopefully I find that perfect thing. Well, I, I think there's something deeper and something richer and more broad almost than that kind of narrow idea. I believe that God has wonderful, good details planned for your life. But when it comes to your destiny, when it comes to what fills and fulfills you, I think it's something a little bit more simple and easily accessible than that. You know, Jesus is doing some fun wordplay here. In fact, it's kind of a fun counterbalance because just previously when he was talking to this uh, Samaritan woman, he was talking about living water and never, having, never uh, growing thirsty again. And so we come here, what's the food? What's the sustenance? What, what fills Jesus? And he says, my food, this is verse 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And I would like to suggest as, as Christians, which a word which means little Christ, as, as followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus who are, who are following his example, that we too are meant to be sustained by doing the will of the one who sent us. 
of completing that work. You know, I, destiny to me is not a, a singular path or a, or a, or a specific, uh, you know, predetermined layout that God has laid out for you. It is, it is capability, purpose, and drive that he's placed in us, a drive to do his will, to release his kingdom, to see that work completed, to see that work come to fruition. And I just want to encourage some of you. I feel like we're, we're at a unique apex of this reality being released into the body. You know, I, when, when I was seeing this vision of this beautiful wheat of so many different colors, I realized that what it meant was that each color represented a different facet of the kingdom that that individual represented, a different piece of God's heart, his love, his power, his authority that was, that was being represented by that individual. And that Jesus was harvesting these sons and daughters. And and in this particular picture, rather than coming into the kingdom, in this vision, it felt like it was them being released as ministers of the kingdom. And I think that's why when he reaped, when when he he harvested a certain group of people, uh, they immediately turned into harvesters, into people who went out and started harvesting. And I feel that there is, an, there is a divine invitation right now to step into your destiny, to step into the purposes of God that he is calling you into. And he is calling every single one of his sons and his daughters to follow him, to, to manifest his glory, his goodness on the earth. You know, we're in this time right now of coming out of a quarantine season, of COVID season, where with a lot, uh, you know, in some states, things were shut down for a very, very long time. Sometimes, some states, it was for a short time. Wherever you're at, wherever your experience was, many of us experienced a kind of down season, a getting less done season, a kind of, again, the word that's been going around is like a reset kind of season. Well, I think right now, The Lord is just releasing the grace, releasing the divine influence, releasing the the fuel of heaven to have us step out of that reset, step out of that downtime, step out of of that kind of closing down period and be reset into a direction, into a purpose, into a place that he has called you to. Now, I've been part of the prophetic ministry for for a really long time, since I was 12 years old. And one thing that people are often looking for when they come to get a prophetic word, and this, this is not a bad thing to look for, but I do think it can be a little bit mis, uh, mis, misunderstood maybe, is to say, oh, what is, what is my destiny? What has God called me to do? What gifts do I have? People desperately wanting an answer to, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And that, that, that can be a tricky answer because I, I don't think, I think that you will get prophetic words from people and I think you will get influence from mothers and fathers in your life about what, what you should be doing. But I think the drive of what you are called to do, what your destiny is, is actually hidden, not, not very deeply hidden, in your hunger, in what you are hungry for. Because your food is to do the will of the one who sent you. Your will is to see his work completed. You're, you're, that is your food. That is your sustenance. And so what are you hungry for? What are you passionate about? What are you driven towards without, without having to be pushed towards it? 
These are the things that God wants to manifest his glory in. And I think that sometimes, again, when we're, when we're looking for destiny, we can think, uh, tell me that I'm supposed to be a minister. Tell me that I'm supposed to be a pastor. Tell me that I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. No, let, let the hunger that God has put in your life drive you forward. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know how much this actually applies as far as real physio, physiology and diet and things like that. But one thing about myself that I've noticed, I'm sure I'll get uh, uh, emails from diet people who are telling me I'm terribly wrong, so I apologize. But the, I've noticed that, you know, when, when I was a younger man, a teenager into in my early 20s, I ate a lot of junk food, a lot of garbage food that you're not supposed to eat because I thought it tasted really good. Um, and so I would just, you know, eat all that kind of stuff all the time. And I, you know, any kind of vegetable or, you know, healthy type food, most of the time I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this is, feels like a waste of time. You know, this isn't very, isn't very good. Isn't very satisfying. You know, uh, I'd rather have this hamburger and these fries and, you know, maybe a root beer float to go along with it. Um, and I, I, I noticed that one of the things, uh, not that I'm on the most perfect health journey, but recently I've been, you know, trying to eat a little bit more healthy and, uh, you know, do, do that kind of stuff. And when I would eat less or one of the keys for me is when I would maybe skip, skip breakfast, skip lunch and get really hungry. When I got really hungry, when I tuned in to my deep inner natural hunger, I found myself hungering for healthy food, for salads, which I never thought I would ever want to touch ever for any reason. You know, I would want lettuce. I would want vegetables. I would want healthy proteins and they would feel satisfying to me. They would taste good. They would fill me up when it used to take five cheeseburgers to fill me up. And it's, it's this interesting principle. And again, maybe it's not how it works for everybody, but that's, that's how it felt for me. And I think that there's a spiritual principle here that when we, I think in this opportunity of having a reset of, of no longer filling ourselves with what we used to fill ourselves with, that if we can let ourselves get hungry, we will start to hear the drivers that God has put into our heart, the drivers that, that he has placed inside of us. And we will see the things that we are hungry for. Maybe you're hungry to bring transformation to families. Maybe anytime you're watching a movie and there's, there's family disconnection, it breaks your heart. It makes you angry. It makes you sad. It makes you scared. It, it drives you to bring change. Maybe anytime you see a, a social injustice or, a, or, or a, a, a political injustice or whatever else, you feel this driver. That is God calling you to lead you towards bringing his answer, not your answer, his answer to those circumstances and situations. Maybe you just love technology and you get excited about new ideas and new solutions and new developments. That is not a second-class area of ministry. That is one of the most influential aspects of society. And if God is calling you there to release his kingdom there, then go, go and release his kingdom there. If he's calling you to ministry, if he's calling you to technology, if he's calling you to education, if he's calling you to, to creating community and, and culture and family, then go do it. It is time to get up and to run and to begin harvesting because the harvest is ripe. It is ready. And I feel that we're in a season as we start to get back to, to normal, that we can get back to normal or that we can adjust our normal to what God has for us. And I could, as I saw this cascading uh, exponential overflow of harvest and harvesters going out and growing and growing and growing, 
I could feel this beautiful collision of the hunger of heaven and the hunger of every single person who was out there harvesting. And it was this beautiful, satisfying, fulfilling moment of this is everything I've been hungry for as someone who's on the earth. And this is everything that heaven has been hungry for. God is hungry to see destinies manifested on the earth. Well, one more thing I'm going to encourage you before we transition, I'm just going to try to pray and activate this in you some, is I want to challenge every single one of you out there, do something that costs you something to pursue God's purposes for your life. You know, when you look at all the disciples that Jesus called, they had to drop something. They had to drop their nets. They had to drop their job. You know, they had to, they had to follow this guy. And I believe that even still to this day, that is a, an aspect, a factor, a part of the reality of following Jesus. And anyone I know who has done that, who, who has set aside a season, who has set aside some time to, to go to school of ministry, to, to add alone time into their day with the Lord, to, to pursue his presence in some significant way, I have never seen anyone regret having done that, having set something down to follow him. Uh, it's, this is a little bit more harsh maybe than I'd like to be, and it's maybe not actually that harsh <laughs> to, to anyone else, but I, I think a lot of us are filling up on junk food. We're filling up on chips and, and sodas and you know candy bars and all, all, all this stuff that is satisfying in a moment, but not satisfying long-term. I think some of us are in jobs that are, we're happy about the money that we get for it. We're happy that it helps provide for our family. And maybe there's some small satisfaction in it, but it is not deeply satisfying. God didn't build you to be that way. And you, you, it is right that you would feel starving in that. It is right that you would feel unsatisfied in that because God has built you to be in the middle of your destiny. What is your destiny? It's the fulfillment of the hunger that he put in you. It is the, the, his will manifesting. It is you having a hand in making his will come true on the earth and seeing that work completed. You are meant to be hungry for that and anything that is not that will never satisfy. You know, some of us uh, can get satisfied. And again, these are not bad things. It's not bad to watch Netflix or play video games or read books or just spend casual time with friends. All of these are good things. But none of these things are meant to be your food. They're not meant to satisfy you. They are not meant to fulfill you. It's like chips and cake. They're meant to be enjoyed, but they're not meant to feed you. You know what I mean? And so I, I want to challenge us to pay something to pursue God's presence. Maybe it's time to sign up for a ministry school. Maybe it's time to carve out an hour a day to spend time in his presence, to, to, develop, to develop a deeper relationship with him. Maybe it's time to go to that prophetic class. I, I don't know what it is for you and I can't tell you what it is. Because even though we can get prophetic words from prophetic people, even though we can get influence from mothers and fathers, that hunger has to come from the inside. Otherwise, we'll always be reliant on those external voices to guide us. They are meant to help. They're meant to be bumpers. They're meant to, to uh, help us when we get off track for sure. But they are not meant to be the driver. The driver is the hunger for God's will that has been placed in your heart. 
And so I, I just wanna pray for you guys. And so I wanna, I wanna challenge you, if you felt anything at all while I was talking, wherever you are, wherever you're at right now, just, uh, just uh, stand up and put your hands out in front of you. If you're watching this in the bathroom, I apologize, but please stand up real quick. And <laughs> sorry, it's a terrible joke, but I think it's funny. Um, wherever you're at right now, just stand up and put your hands in front of you. And I'm going to start blessing your hunger. Lord, I just thank you for all of these people, wherever they are, if they're in their living room, if they're in the bathroom, if they're watching this later, if they're sitting in their couch with their family, wherever they are right now, I just bless their hunger. I bless their hunger to come awake and come alive. And I, I even though this might be a dangerous prayer, I pray that they will feel dissatisfied with anything that is not their food, anything that is not designed to fulfill them, that they will appropriately place things that are meant to be enjoyed, things that are meant to be uh, additions or side dishes or desserts, but they would not be satisfied with those things, that they would feel their body saying, I am not satisfied with this, and that they would be driven to pursue your will for their lives. I just break the lie that they can't find it. I break the lie that they need someone else to tell them, that they need a, a prophet to come through town or a pastor to see this amazing gifting in them. Uh, we're grateful if those encounters happen, but I break the lie that that's what they need to discover their destiny. And I release the truth that there is a hunger that has been built in you for, since the day you were born. You have been hungry for the purposes of God, for the will of God, for the completion of that work since the day that you were born. You are fundamentally designed to do this. You know what you are called to do. At the very least, you know what direction you're called to run. And if you just start moving in that direction, all the details will become clear. All the little pieces, all the little, little processes, those will become clear. I just bless that hunger to bring clear direction to every single one of us, that we will see the risk that you're asking us to take, that we will see, okay, I'm supposed to go in this direction. I'm supposed to go to ministry school. I'm supposed to start spending X amount of time. I'm supposed to start this prophetic group where we prophesy with each other. I'm supposed to start going back to school to get my, to get my uh, technical degree or, or, or whatever. Whatever it is, I just release an action step, an actionable item, and I release the truth that even any movement, even movement in the incorrect direction will be a prophetic act that brings the momentum of heaven into your life. And that I, I genuinely feel this, that even if you went in the wrong direction, not an immoral direction, but in a direction that was different than the one that, that, that is really your, your internal hunger and motivator, that you will quickly that, that even, in, even in pursuing this direction, it will snap you right over to the very thing that you're called to, that it will actually, in fact, end up being the pathway to what God has called you to do. And again, I just bless your hunger. I bless your hunger to grow and grow and grow and be deeply, richly, and wholly satisfied by doing the will of the one who sent you. And any of those little lies that creep up of, well, am I really sent by God? Am I really called according to his purpose? <laughs> yes, God has a purpose and a plan. He, he is called according to his purpose, every single one of his sons and daughters, the ones who know it, the ones who don't know it, the ones who will never know it in their lifetime. He has not, he has poured out 
all of his goodness, all of his glory, all of his hope into every single human being on this planet. There is no lack of it whatsoever. And while it is tragic and true that some people never pick any piece of that up, the reality is, is that the full measure of that inheritance is available for every human being on this planet should they choose to pick it up. And so I just bless every person, wherever they are, to see the inheritance that God has laid at their feet, to believe and recognize that it has been placed there, and and to acknowledge that it may not look the same as the inheritance of this person or the inheritance of that person, but to be deeply associated with the reality that any other person's inheritance would be dissatisfying, would not be the fulfillment of their hunger, and that God has provided the perfect plan, the perfect opportunity to live a fulfilled life, to live a whole life, to live a life that is walking in your destiny. And again, lastly, I just break that lie that destiny is this tightrope that I have to walk, that one step to the right or the left is going to send me cascading away, eternally away from my destiny. And I just, I just adjust that perspective to destiny is the hunger that he has placed inside your life and the purposes that that hunger is, has, is designed to drive you towards. So I just, I just bless and I seal everything that God has done today. Just release your presence to fill your household. And lastly, as we go through our day, as we spend time with our kids, as we uh, plan for work on Monday or prep for a big uh, project that we have to do later in the week, that in the in-between and in these moments and when our mind grows quiet again and again and again, I just declare that that hunger will rise to the surface and remind us that we have food that we're meant to pursue, that we have a destiny that we're meant to follow, and that the Lord is going to show us how to pursue that destiny, what risks we need to take, and what kind of rewards lay at the end of that pursuit. I just bless you right now, wherever you're at. I bless your home. I bless your household. Um, And I just pray that his presence will fill every single part of you for the rest of your day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to wrap up and let you guys go. Uh, we hope to see you guys in person next week. If, if you have not already, please do uh, go back in the video and check the, the phone number for getting our text service. We want to make sure that no one uh, uh, ends up coming on a day that we have to do rain. The building will be done very soon and we won't have to worry about this anymore. But until then, uh, it's really good to have those updates. So and until then, I hope to see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.